Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Do you know that God's word has the ability to make you what it talks about? As you listen to this sermon by Tikatoni, it is our prayer that you will filled with faith, hope, and love. God bless you. They will understand the, the kind of thing that's going on in your life. But I see that our hearts are being mended by the Holy Spirit. You know what the Bible says in the book of Psalm, chapter 23, I think verse 6? He restored my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Paul said it in, Paul said in other places. He said, um, to me, the world is dead. To the world, I am dead. The two of us are contrary to each other. Clap for Paul. Paul, Paul was a smart man. He said, to me, the world is dead. To the world, I am dead. The two of us, we are opposites. Jesus overcame the world. Not your troubles. The troubles are for your faith. The trials are for your triumph. The violence is for your victory. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yes. He overcame the world. He didn't overcome your troubles. In this world, you will have troubles. If you already know that, how would you move around every day? If your heart was already filled with information, prophecy before reality, how would you be reacting today? How do you react to the adverse conditions that you see? To the persecution? How would you react to lack? How would you react to trouble? How would you react to sorrow? How would you react to wickedness? How would you react to crime? How would you react to evil in this life? you will have trouble. You look so old. Life comes with a pack of troubles. But someone overcame the world. Because in other... Look why Jesus says he overcame the world. Should I tell you why? Who can guess why? Why he didn't say overcame your trouble by overcame the world? Who, can, who has something to say? What has the Spirit revealed in you? See. Beautiful. Yes. So that you will not think that you are experiencing something that is new to him. For he himself was tempted in every way like us. Isn't that what the Bible says? Wow, let's clap for that. That's wonderful. What else? What else? Wow. What else? What else? Now let me tell you why. You see, because... The only way, the way that mankind has known to escape trouble is to sell themselves to the world. That was the temptation of Jesus. Satan said to him, look, Jesus would have had a shortcut to owning the world. Have we not talked about it before? Yeah. 
he would have had a shortcut. What's the shortcut? Who can remind me? What's the shortcut? Bow down and worship. He said, look, the Bible says, and he took him up to a high place. So first of all, it would seem that Satan attempted a promotion. He took him up to a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world with its glory and said to him, it says in a flash, so he showed it to him in a split second. He showed him everything. He said, all these things have been given to me. Bow down and I will give you. So that was the spirit of the world Satan was introducing to him. Worship the world and the world will be given you at the cost of your soul. So when Jesus said, look, guys, look, 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 look. Go to the trouble. You still have everything. Do you get the point? Go to the trouble. Go to the fire. It won't burn you. Go to the sea. It won't drown you. You'll probably drink when you're thirsty. But it won't drown you. Praise God. You use the fire to fry some eggs. You make some scrambled eggs. Make one or two fried plantains here and there. Do you understand? But it won't burn you. Use the fire to iron your clothes won't smell of smoke. You will come out of this fire without the smell. But don't, don't two parts, either the world that will cause you to lose your soul or the trouble where you shall gain life as you go. Life and peace. The way of the spirit, life and peace. Everything is shaking. Life and peace. 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 He will bless your bread and your water. You start living in God's divine blessings. Everything you do starts to work. Your life begins to multiply. Your church begins to grow. The anointing stands out like flames on your head. But you can choose the world. There's this old song we used to sing. Take this world and give me Jesus. The spirit of the world. So there are two ways you can go. You can go the Jesus way. You see, in this life you will see troubles. He didn't say in Christianity. Again, notice. I want you to notice that it is not because you are a Christian or because you are, you are called to preach the gospel or because you are called to be a pastor, evangelist, prophet, teacher, apostle, that you have troubles. In this life, hear his words. The prophecy is to all men. What a blessing. In this life, you will see troubles. In this life, whether you're a good person, you see trouble. Whether you're a bad person, you see trouble. Whether you are innocent, you see trouble. Whether you are guilty, you see trouble. But cheer up. I've overcome the world. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cheer up. I have overcome the world. So when you are seeing trouble, in the face of trouble, what will you do? You cheer up. How do people cheer up? How do you cheer someone up? Have you ever seen someone sad and you try to cheer them up before? Yes. What do you, why do you cheer? You make them happy. I choose to be happy without reason. That's how you say it. That's how you live your life. Hungry but skipping around like a dove. Tired 
praying as though I've just eaten something weak but strong. Persecuted, not abandoned. Stepped on, not crushed. Pushed, but not moved. We are here. We are here. If you stand your ground long enough, you will pass the test. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. Isn't it? Are you being blessed? Yes. The, the, the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, if you like, come fasting. Two hours. Well, that, that's going to be exactly two hours because the Holy Spirit knows your schedule. Two hours. For Sunday belongs to Jesus, doesn't it? Sunday belongs to Jesus. Look what the Word of God is telling you today. Prepare your hearts. So trouble was not meant for faithful men. It was meant for all men. Oh, I'm going through this because of the anointing on my life. Please, my friend, you are going through this because you are breathing air. I'm not going through this because of an anointing. Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that? You're going through this because you are breathing. Stop breathing and it will stop. Who would like to stop breathing soon? Nobody. So that means you love trouble. You love trouble. You are not troublemakers. You are trouble advancers. You are advancing in trouble. You are advancing in troubled times. You are advancing in hopeless times. There is no better time for a church to go and for you to prove that you are anointed than now. Times of hopelessness. Times of lack. There is no better time to have the heart of Jesus to give. There is no better time to have the heart of Jesus to pray for the sick. There's no better time to intercede for people who don't know you on your knees. You see someone, you want to go to their house before you go to the house to preach. You have taken days to fast and pray for that house. You will win them. But when your heart is truly not with God, when the condition of your heart is not seasoned with faith, you will not know what to do. So you'll be thinking that you are probably doing what should be done but you're not doing it. You say, I want to go to this this whole street. You're fasting for the street. They don't know you're walking about. Say, <laughs> you're not saying, Lord, give me. Lord, save your people. Save their hopelessness. They, Jesus said he looked at the people and they looked like sheep without a shepherd. Scattered. They didn't know where they were going. Shepherdless sheep will be attacked by wolves. Oh, Father, I'm praying and fasting. One week you have not eaten because of people who don't know you. And when you say, I want to invite you to church. I want to invite you to a prayer meeting. Are you sick? I want to invite you to a healing meeting. Are you sick? I want to do this for you. I want to pray for you. I want to encourage you. Oh, really? There had to be pre-touched before your words come there. Faith is not mental things 
It's not mental assent. Faith originates from the word. The word itself has faith by itself. You don't need faith to do the word. You need the word to have faith. Who understands that? You don't need faith to practice the word. You need the word to have faith. The word of God is seed. The seed itself has everything it needs in itself. So, if you say you're having a faith crisis, what are you having? A word crisis. Your heart is not fixed upon the word. We are still looking at Hebrews 12 verse 3. Verse 2. It says the originator and perfecter. So your faith is in stages. Your faith begins at originating. Then it grows. It grows. Somebody say, my faith is growing. It will keep growing. It will keep growing. It will keep growing. Little by little by little by little. You know? And one day, it's coming here. It will grow. Then sometimes, you will fall. But your failure will draw you closer to God. So you can even go faster. You will fall. You will go back. Then the faith will pick it up again. You will go again. You will fall. You go again. But if you keep advancing in the midst of troubles, you will soon touch the glory. For when you stand at the shores of glory, and you look back at all the things you've overcome, at all the things you went through, at all the failures you've had, you feel like sleeping? At all the failures you've had, then you will say, True it all, true it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. True it all, true it all. I've learned to depend upon his word. You say, I've learned. God passes you through things so that you can learn to depend on the word only. That's the will of God. All the suffering is for purpose to make you depend on the word of God, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the originator. So faith originates in your heart. Where your heart is fixed, that's where faith starts. If you start fixing your heart on Jesus today, the originating starts there. And it starts going. It starts going. It starts going. Eh? You know this thing, to whom to, to whom to, to whom do these belong? Do you know that story? You don't know it? You don't know it? Do you know it? Ah! Okay, I want to practice it now. You, you'll be saying to whom to. Just be saying to whom to, to whom to. To whom to is like to whom to. Huh? You, you'll be saying to whom do this belong to? 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 You, you'll be saying Lagos, Lagos, Lagos. You'll be saying Abuja, 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 Abuja. Are you ready? Start.
Calm down. Follow his reading. Follow his reading. Calm down. Your blood is too high. Start again. To whom to? To whom to? To whom to? To whom to? To whom does this belong to? To whom does this belong to? To whom does this belong to? Lagos, 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 Abuja, Abuja, Abuja. Continue. We've arrived. <laughs> Come for Jesus. <laughs> That is the sound that a train makes. So when I was in the um, Navy, we were being disciplined one day, and the sub-lieutenant Bello said, You, today we are all making the sound of a train. He said, All of you on this side, say, To whom to, to whom to, to whom to, to whom to, while you are doing like this. You, all of you here, do like this. Say, to whom do this belong? To whom do this belong? The rest of you, mention names of state. Lagos, Lagos, Abuja, Abuja. So everybody started. To whom to, to whom to, to whom to, to whom to. He started going. If you drop your legs on your body, you are dead. Yes, to whom do this belong? To whom do this belong? To whom do this belong? And I want to see your life like a train. To whom does this belong to? To whom does this belong to? Jesus, 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 Jesus. Heaven, 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 heaven. Ministry, 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 ministry. Not money, 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 money. Politics, 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 politics. Business, business. No! To whom does this belong? To whom does this belong? Who does this property belong to? You are not your own, says the Bible. You are not your own. As pastors, as prophets, as evangelists, as teachers, as apostles, you are the one to stand bearing the flag of Jesus the most. Amen? Are you blessed? Yeah. So Jesus is the originator of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him. So listen. There is a joy before you. But you must endure the cross. It says who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You are no longer reading your Bible. You see how your heart has deviated from the word? You like men's opinion. You're not reading the Bible. The same Hebrews 12 we've all been reading. You have left your Bible. You've abandoned your Bible. You should not abandon your Bible. You're teaching the Word. And I'm showing you points from the Word. So look, don't let your heart be deviated. Are you blessed? Hmm. What a blessing. Now, do you see it? Is it there in your Bible? Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross? What is the joy set before you? All the promises of God in the word. All the personal prophecies through the Holy Ghost witnessed in your heart by you. 
then you pass through the filter of your cross. You bear a cross. You bear a cross. You bear a cross. You bear a cross. That's why I wear one. To remind myself. This is nothing but a reminder. It gives me a consciousness. I just remember that I'm carrying something. A cross. I'm bearing a cross. It brings my mind back to its origin. I'm bearing a cross for the joy ahead. There is joy ahead of you. Can you bear your cross to enter the joy? Luke 16, 25 says what? Luke chapter 16, verse 25. Luke 16, verse 25, yeah. Huh. Think about it. Remember that in your lifetime you received your good. Your, your rewards are finished. That's what you are pursuing. Temporary things. Just like the rich man. The rich man. Learn a lesson from the rich man. In your lifetime, that's all you want, your temporary good. But there's glory ahead for you. Yes. The glory will come with good things in this life. Also, but think about it. Wouldn't you rather have Lazarus' own? It says, in this life, he already had bad things. But now he's comforted and you are not. That is having comforts where it matters the most. What do you think? Having comfort when? When it matters the most. Imagine having comfort now. Only for you to be uncomfortable uncountably. Having comfort where it matters the most. Let Christ's word comfort your heart first. Let nothing move you in this world. Let nothing of this world attract and draw you that Christ be your inheritance be your heritage yes let Christ be your heritage and you'll be moving to whom to to whom to to whom do these belong to to whom do these belong to look in this world let me tell you something Jesus told us a secret what does Matthew chapter 6 verse 32 say So, if your heart, if your life is fixed on the word of God, originating faith and perfecting faith, this will happen. You will not chase money. Money will be coming. Then you will say to money, please, please, leave me alone. To whom to? To whom to? Have you ever seen? It is possible to do younger for money. You will not believe it until your heart is fixed on Jesus. You look at money one day, you say, vanity. Give that $1,000 to someone else. What am I doing with it? That's it. To whom to? To whom to? To whom to this? House. Oh, this house. Why don't you give it to the orphanage? You. You that was living in empty house. House. Give it to someone else. To whom to? To whom to? 
To whom does this belong to? To whom does this belong to? Jesus. Jesus. And they will say, God, oh, I don't worry. We have enough. Why don't you take this and give to the poor? Sell it. And instead, come and join me and let us go together. To whom to? To whom to? To whom to this? One focus. If you would do, you see, but because there is no faith in your heart, the words of Jesus don't make sense to you. You will soon stand. The words of Jesus don't make sense to you because there is no faith yet. You don't believe Jesus. Do you see how you have so much lack of confidence in Jesus? Because if Jesus said, just give me your heart and act on my word and all the things that you are thinking that should be pursued, the pursuit of life becomes your pursuit. Will pursue you instead, rather. They'll pursue you. pursue you. Don't you think that you want to switch levels from pursuing to being pursued? Don't you think so? When will you come there? At the point of fixing your eyes on Jesus, that's when you come there. When do you want to start? When do you want to start? Pursuing, pursuing money, pursuing promotion, pursuing this, pursuing despite that, you still don't have anything. Won't you say there is an end? I can't suffer like this. That's what you say to yourself. Be like the prodigal son. You look and say, I can't suffer like this. I'm going back home. Come back home. Then you come back home and you sit in your father's house and many mansions. Do you like that old song? In my father's house, there are many mansions there. In my father's house, in my father's house, in my father's house, there are many mansions there. In my father's house above, there are many rooms. Many rooms in my father's house. There are many rooms, many rooms in my father's house. There are many cars, many cars in my father's house. There are many buildings, many buildings in my father's house. There are many clothes. Many clothes in my father's house. But fix your eyes on the word. Act on the word. Act on the word. It's not a matter of feelings. Faith is not a matter of feelings. It's a matter of the heart. You may not feel good. At first, you may not feel good. Don't you think you should stand? Just stand. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Are you not blessed? You see the way you are acting yes, now. Sir. Are you sure you are blessed? Yes, sir. <sighs> what a blessing. What a word. Yes, Jesus endured the cross. And look at the next thing that happened after he endured the cross. Are you willing to endure your cross? Are you willing to endure the cross? 
This is how Jesus endured the cross. Can I show you how in the Bible? Let me show you how. Open back to Hebrews chapter 12. Once we finish verse 3, maybe verse 4. I don't know. Oh, I think I'll stop. Are you blessed? Hebrews 12, yeah. Verse 2. We're still on verse 2, isn't it? Now look what he says. He endured the cross, disregarding the shame. Disregarding the shame. Disregarding the shame. Because the cross is an object of shame. But if you disregard it, if you disregard the shame, do you know there are many of us who don't like to be called pastors? Let me tell you something I've discovered. If your heart is not right with God, you will always be ashamed to preach. Because the moment you start preaching to everyone around your life, your life conduct will suddenly start to shine out. And if your heart is not right with God, you will never be a preacher. Because you will always have that weight that easily, that is there, that holds you back, and the sin that so sets you behind. So you will not like to preach. This is how you know genuine Holy Ghost filled men by the preaching. Watch a man who can, who does not preach where he is. It's because he is hiding things. He's hiding things. He's hiding things. So I don't. I don't want people to start judging me. You are not judged if you are in the right. It's not true. You are not judged if you are in the right. I don't want people to judge me. You know, everybody will be looking at me as a pastor. Everybody will be looking at me as a pastor. What do you want them to look at you as? As a witch doctor? They'll be looking at me as a pastor. It will be too much. I will not be myself. Hey, so you are really a pretender. What is yourself? What is the self that you don't want to be? You are a pretender. Your heart is not conditioned by the word of God. If your heart is conditioned by the word of God, you'd be happy to be called prophet. You'd be happy. You'd be happy to be called pastor. You'd be happy. David said, the integrity of my heart. He said, try my heart and know it. Oh my God. That's why most of you may not like to preach the gospel where you are. may not like to invite people to church around you because they can't know. They already know you for what you are doing. So listen, if you want to start walking in the paths of living water, start preaching the gospel. You see, it will set your foot right. Your, your, your foot is like this. Just start preaching it to straighten. The Bible says so. It says straighten the paths of your feet. No deception. What you are outside, be that inside. Everybody knows you're a human being. You will fail sometimes. You fail sometimes. But when people's opinions matter more than God's word, that's when you have problems with judgment. That's when you have problems with righteousness. That's when you have problems with self-righteousness. It means you have always been self-righteous. Stand up again. I knew you would stand up again. You just blinked. That blinking took too long. Anything more than one second in sleep. I've not seen a person who blinked again. <laughs> we are sorry. 
Just, just, okay, just watch out for angels from there. Now, so, disregard the shame. Are you ashamed of Jesus? Honestly, say to yourself, am I really ashamed? Am I really ashamed? Is there, is there something in me that constitutes a level of shame? What will I do for Jesus? Yes. Why are you tired like this? You are tired like this because it's been a long time. When I was around, you were used to it. It's been a long time. You had a very long stretch. You were even stretched. I'm not saying you've not been having long meetings with Pastor Gabriel. But I'm saying it's just been a while that you were stretched like this. The way I'm stretching you with my words. It's mental stretching and spirit searching. Now, look, after disregarding the shame, what did he do? He says, and he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, what a place to come to. What a place to come to. You are seated with God in your heart. God has now become the center of your life. Despise the shame. Can't be ashamed of Jesus online on the internet. You can't be ashamed of Jesus wherever you go. You can't be ashamed of Jesus to talk about Jesus to someone. People really, really need the good news that you have to share. That's why we say, every time you see me talk about Jesus, he's the owner of my soul. I'm owned by him. Verse 3. It says, for consider the one who endured such hostility by sinners against himself. Consider that people were hostile to Jesus because of righteousness. Consider it. People were hostile to Jesus because of righteousness. No wonder he was so anointed. No wonder he was so powerful. Ah, everywhere he went, he was doing good. Almighty healer, he healed the leper. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my Lord was doing good. Think about that. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. Almighty healer, healed the leper. When the cripples saw him, they started walking. Everywhere he went, my Lord was doing good. If the youth today are to believe the gospel, then they must believe it in its power and in its righteousness. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. Yes. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. He was doing good, delivering the good news with his words and with his acts of faith. Consider him 
Why wouldn't people be hostile to him? The sign that God is with you is the contradiction of man. When people become hostile to you, hostile to you, hostile to you, hostile to you on account of his name. On account of his name. When you're on the streets, very soon you see I'll be popular on the streets. Do you know why? Because on this street, I will knock on every door. By the grace of God, I will knock on every door. Until every as I'm walking, I say, is it there that boy? Be careful of him. He'll take you to church. Every door on this street, no door is safe from these hands. You must preach the gospel. You must preach the gospel. Look at they know they know you for preaching as your pastor. Hey, pastor! Hey, how are you? Oh, blessings, my dear friend. Oh, hey, pastor. You see, once you become a beacon of light, darkness begins to melt. But when you're in hiding, when you're in hiding, you can see the goodness of God. He said, consider that Jesus went through hostility so that you will not grow weary in your soul and give up. Hostility makes people weary. The King James says, lest you faint. Is it? What does it say? Yes. It says, lest you faint. See, so you don't grow weary in your soul and give up when you're thinking of the hostility of men toward the gospel, toward you. You'll grow weary in your soul. It'll make you weary. Oh, I went here. They refused me. Oh, I went here. They refused me. Oh, I went here. They said they can't come. Oh, I went here. They said they can't do this. Consider. Consider that Jesus was pushed to the valley, to the brink of a mountain, and they wanted to push him down because he went preaching. Consider it. Look what the next verse says. I want to tell it to you. You have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Hey! <laughs> Say, wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. I have concluded for today. Let's clap our hands for Jesus. For Jesus. God bless you for listening to this anointed sermon of Teacher Tony today. We are excited and would love to hear from you. Can you share your questions, prayer needs, and praise reports about how this sermon has blessed you, no matter how brief, via our email address at playfan at gmail.com. That is P-L-E-F-A-N at gmail.com. Kindly subscribe and share so the name of Jesus can go far and wide through this ministry. And until next time, God bless you.